On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to chat with Danny Carlson from Kenji ROI. What a great conversation. First of all, Danny is also a fellow Vancouverite uh, who is now living in Bali, um, and he also is uh, quite the e-commerce expert and had so many good tips and tricks uh, that he mentioned to me on how to optimize product images. Uh, so Danny's uh, specialty is Amazon listings, um, and I think that... Uh, everything that he told me, I thought about with Shopify listings and with regular e-commerce store listings and how Amazon brands do it better than anybody else because of the fierce competition uh, within Amazon. And I think that there was a lot from this episode and from this conversation that um, you guys, even if you're not on Amazon, are going to get out of this and how there's a few little tweaks that you can actually make to your product images to really make them stand out. And I, I absolutely love that. So uh, Danny is uh, just an absolute gem. And I think you guys are going to love this one. At Mindful Marketing, we know that you want your brand to be successful. In order to do that, though, you need to predictably acquire new customers. The problem is Facebook and Google are only getting more expensive, which makes you feel unsure of whether your brand will survive. We believe that building a community of loyal and repeat customers is the answer. We understand how hard it is to predictably grow a brand, which is why we have created a system using our own mid-seven-figure e-commerce brand as a test case. And here's how we do it. Number one, we execute a profitable ads strategy. Number two, we build a brand-owned loyal base of repeat customers. And number three, we grow exponentially predictably and consistently so download our free sales launch checklist at mindfulmarketing.co slash slc so you can stop having sales that bomb and instead grow your revenue predictably and exponentially all right i am here with danny carlson from kenji roi danny welcome to secrets of scaling your e-commerce brand Oh, thanks for having me on here, Jordan. Good to uh, chat with you again. I just had uh, just had Jordan on my podcast a little while ago, so good to reconnect here. Yeah, yeah, this is a great uh, podcast swap here. Uh, we both have audiences um, that that know different things um, about different areas. You know, for people who have been listening to, the, to to us for a while, they'll know that uh, you know we're kind of experts when it comes to building a brand off of Amazon, right? And and building a brand more, more on the Shopify platform and that sort of idea. Danny is an absolute expert when it comes to Amazon. So Danny, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to hearing about that. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, so I've been uh, in the Amazon space, I guess, for about five years now. And um, I'm actually from pretty close to where Jordan's from over there in Vancouver originally, yeah. but I've been living in Bali for the past two years just because the rain over here is, uh, you know, not as crazy during the winter times and it's much warmer, which is pretty cool. So um, I have an agency you can see in the background if you're watching on video here called Kenji ROI and um, our clients, we just help them out with everything Amazon, how to get their listings really optimized, get high sales and how to drive sales through Amazon ads. So pretty much just been really narrowly focused on that subspace for um, about five years. And I can tell you, Jordan, that it is absolutely just been exploding. Like not only just this last year with COVID and it has certainly exploded in this, in this last year, eight months or so, but even every single year before that, it was already on such a crazy growth trajectory on Amazon um, that it's becoming almost impossible to ignore for, for most brands. 
Yeah, totally. So, so talk to me, like we've, we've had some Amazon experts on here before, but I, I was really looking forward to having you on to, you know, sort of have your perspective. Tell me why Amazon, like, you know, if brands are doing fine, they're doing five or $10 million a year in sales on their website. Why go over to Amazon and give Jeff Bezos all that cash? Yeah. So it's, um, I mean, it is a little bit more expensive for a lot of people. You're going to have to pay the 15% referral fee for Amazon, no matter what the fulfillment is. And then like Amazon will fulfill it. So the number one biggest reason is that Amazon just has all of their customers. And if, if it's Amazon's customer, that customer is incredibly, incredibly loyal to Amazon because they pay yeah. an annual fee of, a, I think about a hundred dollars. I don't know what it is now, but to get the prime shipping, which is that's like Amazon's crack. So prime shipping yeah. is guaranteed 48 hour shipping to your front door. And in a lot of cases, 24 hours. And in some cases, one or two hours, which is incredible, right? Can you imagine something showing up it's one hour after you order it on the internet? Yeah. Um, it's just like crack, right? So it's very hard for other websites to replicate that because they don't have Amazon's insane um, fulfillment system with crazy robot warehouses all over every country, right? Yeah. So um, if a customer is an Amazon Prime customer, they are always, always, always going to make this for their search first on Amazon and then only ever going to buy something off Amazon if they can't buy it on Amazon, right? And very often, these customers will even be shopping on other websites and they'll find a product they like, but they're going to go search for it on Amazon to see if they can buy it on Amazon first because they want their, their crack that they signed up for of Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, it has like other benefits too, like the Amazon A to Z guarantee. Amazon customers know that if anything goes wrong, they're going to get a refund for the product, which is, uh, you know, it's a plus and a minus for, for sellers on the platform is that their customers pretty much always can get a refund, uh, which sometimes people abuse. But I mean, honestly, it's part of the entire big trust ecosystem that Amazon has created with their customers where um, the average customer on there spends, I think, now more than $2,000 a year on the Amazon platform um, wow. just off of one single shopping platform. Um so that is crazy. Amazon, it's kind of it's just kind of unignorable just because of the beast they built, right? So okay, Danny, let's. Uh, I'm going to be really argumentative with you today, okay? I know it's early your time, but man, I've this is my third or fourth interview today, so I'm going to be super argumentative with you. Um, are people going to learn about your brand? Go to Amazon, right? So so say that they come to your website. And then they're like, well, I want to get this prime. So I'm going to go to Amazon and they don't find your product there. Do you really think that they're not going to come back to your website? Or do you in think that, cases, or do you think that you've lost them because you're not on Amazon? I mean, in some cases and up until recently, actually, Jordan, this was all speculation, right? We didn't have the best tracking when it comes to Amazon because we couldn't put a, a pixel on Amazon's platform. That's actually changed as of a couple months ago as Amazon rolled out Amazon attribution. And we can actually track oh. exactly where those customers came from. And if they are converting on the Amazon platform um, using basically a bunch of UTM codes, essentially is what they rolled out for all sellers. So Interesting. Um, we can actually see the customer journey on Amazon, off of Amazon, where they came from, like where are the multi-touch points? If you set it up correctly, it's still kind of complicated to set up correctly. But um, we can actually see that a lot of these customers are coming directly from website pages and they're purchasing. But the thing about Amazon too, is it's a comparison shopping engine. So just because someone lands on your product page on Amazon, doesn't mean that they're sold on your product and they're gonna buy your product because there's on average 25 to 30 other products 
that show up on every single product page on Amazon. They have little sections like sponsored products related to this item, customers who bought this item also bought similar products, um, yeah. a whole bunch of different modules are always testing out. And that's kind of like a leak in your funnel. So if the customer lands on your product page and they decide, ah, you know what, I'm not sure if this is the one I'm looking for, it's so easy for them to click off and get distracted. And um, you know, maybe they're not even shopping for the same product two minutes later. Maybe they're shopping for socks now when they, when they came on there and they were originally were shopping for, uh, for something totally different, right? So it, it is a very complicated uh, funnel essentially, but um, we do know that customers are leaving the e-commerce websites to go purchase on Amazon. We actually yeah. have a lot of data that shows that now. That's awesome. Cause I mean, I, I was joking, obviously I, I do believe that that happens. I really do believe that that happens. Um, and that brands need to be aware of that, right. And need to, to know whether they're going to mitigate the risk by being on, on Amazon or not. Um, I, I've got a, a question for you. So, so we talked about this, this ecosystem, right. And that they can, you know, people can easily come to a product page on Amazon and then get distracted and go buy socks. Right. Talk to me about what makes up a good product page, product details page on Amazon. Cause I think it's different than on, than on a, a regular listing. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong there. It is a little bit different. I mean, the number one biggest difference is that the bar just has to be higher just because on all your own e-commerce website product pages, yeah, I mean, that customer is just way more likely to stay there on your website looking at your products. So you can kind of build that um, however you want. You don't really necessarily have to have that super high standard just to keep them looking at your product, not looking at your competitor's product. Yeah. Whereas on Amazon, um, I mean, if they're just scrolling around their listing, they just have to have to think that your product is enough what they're looking for to not click off the listing. So that's the number one challenge. The number one component of that, we have a methodology that we use here at uh, Kenji ROI called the triple optimized Amazon listing. The number one component by far is what we call key info optimization. So that's showing customers the most important key information about the product they need to see in order to make that buying decision in the most important places of the listing. So that would be, you know, your first three image slots. That would be your title, that would be the first couple bullet points. And if those key pieces of information aren't super optimized, then you're just missing out on the opportunity to communicate that, hey, this is the product that you're looking for. So one example I can give here is, um, uh, I mean, th this is especially important for products that are only compatible with a certain product. Let's say that you have like a MacBook charger, for example, yeah. and it's only compatible yeah. with certain types of MacBook. And if you don't have the, the compatibility information like uh, MacBook, 3.2. I mean, I don't, I don't have a MacBook. That's probably not a real MacBook, but we'll, we'll use that as an example. Um, then if you don't I've have never MacBook, had the 3.2, but I, I appreciate you uh, saying that. <laughs> yeah. You haven't heard of the 3.2? It's like everyone's heard about it. Oh, days. that's the new one. Okay. I'll, I'll call my Mac guy after. <laughs> <laughs> but that information, if that's not in the first little readable bit of the title, MacBook 3.2, then you're not going to get the click on the search results page. People are scrolling. They want to be sure that your product is what they're looking for, MacBook 3.2. It's also not going to show up in the search results. If someone has to get really specific, specifically looking for MacBook 3.2. And then the pictures is the most important place to communicate that information because so many shoppers on Amazon are really visual and don't even read the text. And we wow. know this because we see lots of one-star reviews from people talking about things that were mentioned all over the place in the text, like in the top bullet point and in every other place because they clearly just went and scrolled through the pictures and just added to cart and they bought it, Yeah, right? 
So communicating that information with infographics is much, much more important than your own e-commerce website, just simply for the fact that the attention span of an Amazon customer is lower and the bar is much higher to quickly communicate that information because they know they can just just as easily press the back button, go back to the search results or click one of the 27 other competitors on the same page. So um, it's kind of like the Instagram version of <laughs> e-commerce, right? Yeah. The people's attention span is, is almost zero and you just have to really clearly communicate that key information to them. Yeah, gotcha. I, I want to bring some value to our, our listeners here today. What are the top three recommendations that you would make for somebody creating a new listing on Amazon? Um, number one recommendation by far is main image optimization. So that main image, your number one image is the one that shows up on the search results page. It'll show up on your Amazon ads. It'll show up on your competitor page in the customer uh, viewed this item also viewed and those kind of sections. So that's kind of like your face, right? If you're, if you're going out to a bar, everyone sees your face, your makeup, whatever you put on, that's your first impression. So yeah. if your main image is not optimized well, then you're not going to get the click in the first place. So some ways to optimize that um, is going to give you the biggest bang for your buck, basically. You want to be taking up the most amount of space possible. It's a big mistake. You see sellers, they, they have the image cropped in really small. There's a lot of white space around the outside. And it's harder to see the product, right? Your product shows up smaller on the search results page, according to uh, all your competitors. It's just not good. Um, also, lighting has to be really, really good because Amazon, they require a pure white background for your main image. And if your lighting is not spectacular looking, then your product just looks really dull against that pure white background. So, you know, even mediocre looking lighting just looks incredibly dull, just in mm. contrast, right? Um, you can also really easily add some things like graphic reflection effects or graphic shadow effects. So the best way to do it is to reach out to a graphic designer, get them to remove the background through clipping path or some kind of background removal, and then add a reflection effect. And then that way you have a pure white background because they've literally removed the background. There's no like shadows from the product photographer or something like that. And then you add the graphic reflection effect onto there. That whole thing can cost you as cheap as like $2 per image if you do it with some of these Indian graphic design companies. Yeah. And it's especially if your competitors aren't doing little tricks like that, then yours now stands out quite a bit more than your competitors and standing out 5% more getting a 5% higher click through rate than your competitors means 5% more traffic to your listing than your competitors, which is huge. That's the front end of your funnel, right? Yeah. So number one, absolutely optimize the crap out of your main image. And uh, I would recommend even split testing three or four different variants over, over a period of time to really squeeze the juice on that. Now, is that, po is that possible to do to, or are you just creating four different, uh, different product listings? Hey guys, do you want the checklist that helped me generate $250,000 of e-commerce sales in 24 hours? If so, we're giving it away for free at mindfulmarketing.co slash S L C download that today. Um, yeah. So on Amazon, you're only allowed to create one product listing per product. It's against the terms of service to create multiple listings. Even if someone else is selling that exact same product, you have to sell on that same listing. So the only way to split test is through, well, you can do it manually by switching it once per day, alternating per day, and just looking at the results. Or you can use different softwares out there that will do the alternation and kind of data accumulation for you. But oh, nice. It's not as good as 
on your own e-commerce website, you can literally split test every single visitor, like visitor A and visitor B will get, we'll see different versions and you can get data very quickly. On Amazon, you kind of have to switch it once per day to really get good data. And you have to run it for at least two weeks so that it's running on each day of the week. Um, but realistically more like three or four weeks to get really good data. Um, and you have to have some good traffic coming to it. So uh, it just does take more time of split testing. So we only recommend split testing the main image, split testing to other areas of the listing gets a little bit tricky with keywords and things like that and can kind of mess things up. So the one thing you should be split testing on Amazon is your main image. Awesome. Great stuff. Uh, do you need to advertise? Do you need to pay for advertising on Amazon or, or is SEO just good enough? I mean, it really depends on your product category. Some product categories, if you have a really good product and you bring it to the market that's not super competitive, it's quite possible to get ranked on page one and be making good sales without any ads. But um, a lot of people are looking at Amazon ads with the wrong lens. So Amazon's ranking algorithm to get ranked on page one for your main target keywords, it's really all about just getting onto page one and getting those organic sales. So if you're an Amazon customer and you're typing in, you know, MacBook 3.1 charger, very often yet like almost no, none of the customers are going to scroll to page two and look at all of the single products. They're going to see the products on page one. They're going to choose whatever one looks the best out of the top options. And they're not even going to see page two. So it's all about getting ranked on page one for those main search terms that your customers are actually searching for. And the best way to do that is to drive sales through those target keywords. So um, if you're, if you're not ranked on page one, and you're not running Amazon ads, especially for your main target keywords that you want to be ranking for, you're just kind of wasting an opportunity to drive more real sales through those keywords to get you ranked on page one so that you are going to get those organic sales. So a lot of, a lot of uh, brands are looking at Amazon ads of um, how can I get profitable sales? I need an ROI from this, but your ROI from the ads is getting yourself ranked onto page one. So even if you are break even on all of your Amazon ad sales, it's completely worth it. Break even is great on Amazon ads because it's driving sales that is boosting your organic keyword ranking that is getting you full price sales. And that's great. And in some cases, a lot of brands in the more competitive categories are actually losing money on every single sale because it's driving that organic ranking for their top keywords. And there's just massive, massive sales volume for those top keywords. So it's totally worth it for them to be losing some money on ads because maybe on one of those keywords, they're getting 150 grand a month worth of sales. And if, uh, they're, gonna, if they're gonna be negative five or $10,000 on that keyword in Amazon ads so that they can be on page one and get 150 grand of sales, absolutely worth it, right? So a lot of people look at it the wrong way. It is a great tool for driving your organic ranking on Amazon. When I was on your podcast, you were talking a little bit about um, that click-through to sales velocity and how that really matters uh, on Amazon. Can you just go into that a tiny bit for our listeners? Yeah, also there's kind of two different pieces there. So click-through rate. Um, Amazon has a lot of ranking factors. Um, click-through rate is one of them. Conversion rate is one of them. But the number one ranking factor is sales velocity. Um, and the ranking is different from keyword to keyword. So if a customer purchases, they search for your product, MacBook 3.1 charger, and they purchase, then that exact search term, MacBook 3.1 charger, is gonna get a little bit of keyword ranking boost. And some related ones too, probably MacBook charger, is also gonna get a little bit of a boost and some related ones. But let's say that there's another one like, um, like laptop charger, for example. 
that's not necessarily going to get any kind of keyword boost. So maybe you need to run some sales through laptop charger to also be simultaneously getting the ranking for that search term up. So all these different search terms have different rankings on Amazon. Gotcha. And sales velocity is the number one biggest factor in getting that ranking. So if you're not on page one, um, basically the, the formula you need to do is figure out how many sales per month, per week, your competitors are making on page one for the search results. And then you want to be able to replicate that to show Amazon that like, hey, my product should be there. I'm getting just as many sales as these competitors are on page one of these search results. So I need to be showing like I'm super relevant for these search results. And uh, I mean, the most common tactic that people are using these days is one called search find buy. So you're basically replicating that natural shopping path of a customer searching for that exact search term, scrolling, finding your product, making a purchase. Amazon sees that as this product is really relevant to that search term. So the search- I'm assuming that's kind of gray hat. Is that is that right? Um, that's really debatable. I mean, in my opinion, it's, um, it's pretty above the board. Like uh, people have been doing rebates for longer than you and I have been alive, right? Mail-in rebates for, you know, in the cereal boxes and all those kind of things. Yeah. Um, and I think Amazon realizes that too. As far as Amazon's concerned, they're getting full price sales. So customers are searching for a product, they're buying it. And then you're, you're rebating the customer on the back end. So one, Amazon does not really have a record, a way of tracking that like they did if you're giving off 90% coupon codes, which is an old tactic that doesn't really work anymore as well. Um, and two, as far as Amazon is concerned, they're full price customers coming in, paying full price for a product and then just getting a rebate on the back end, which is they don't really seem to have a problem with. It's been debated in the seller community hmm. for many years now, whether it's, it's black hat or gray hat. But so far, there's been no indication that Amazon has a problem with it. And in the past, whenever Amazon has a problem with some kind of seller tactic, they crack down on it and they make it very known through big penalizations in the algorithm or other kind of things that it's not okay. Hmm. Or they just, Probably even I mean, like shutting your, your store down, hey? For the extreme ones, yes. If you're doing review manipulation, for example, that's one of the, the most deadly sins of Amazon you can do. If you're getting fake reviews and they can actually kind of trace it back to you, then um, yeah, you get your account banned completely. So this search find buy methodology seems to be above the board as far as Amazon's um, kind of uh, tolerance of it goes. Awesome. Great. Great to know. Danny, we're, we're basically done here, but I do want you brought up reviews, which I, I want to know how, how much do reviews matter on, on Amazon listings? Oh yes. Reviews are very, very important. So the conversion rate, on a listing with zero reviews or negative reviews is going to be drastically, drastically lower than a conversion rate with a lot of reviews or very high reviews. Um, so the number of reviews matter and the star rating of the reviews matter. And it's gotta be relative as well. So relative to your competitors, because um, you know, 2000 reviews in one category is not that much compared to the competitors who have 10,000 reviews. Yeah, but in some yeah. categories, all you need is 50 reviews. And all of a sudden you have the most reviews out of anybody and your conversion rate is going to be the highest. So um, it's not that there's a certain number that you need. It's just that relative to your competition, you need to have some good reviews to have that high conversion rate. And I mean, it's kind of the chicken and the egg sort of thing is that you need the higher views to get the high conversion rate and you need the high conversion rate to get more sales to get the higher views. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, a lot of sellers would resort to, you know, getting friends and family to do it or like fake review services and things like that. I don't recommend doing that because that's like we said before, the easiest way to get your account suspended and banned mm -hmm. for life on Amazon. 
right? Um, and these days, Amazon has very sophisticated ways of detecting fake reviews. And they'll, if they have any doubt that you get a big string of fake reviews, they'll just remove the reviews. You know, even if they can't wow. prove that, even if they can't prove that you were doing review manipulation, they'll just like their system will just identify them and delete them. So the best way is to just increase the amount of sales. You just got to have a really big push for sales through Amazon ads, through other kind of promotions off the platform, driving your traffic to Amazon. And the more natural sales you get, the more actually natural reviews you will get at a natural rate, right? Because if mm. you just get, if you have a 25% review rate, Amazon's algorithm just sees that as suspicious. And they're probably going to delete a bunch of those reviews. Even if they are legitimate reviews, 25% looks completely illegitimate. So um, I, I don't recommend doing any kind of review manip manipulation. The the way to solve it is to just keep driving sales as much as possible. And naturally the reviews will come over time. Just look at the first period on Amazon as your promotional period of you just putting in the work and putting in the money to get your product ranked onto page one to get your base reviews. And just don't expect it to be profitable right away. Just expect it as an investment that this is going to be an asset that is just going to continue to churn out customers um, for me in the future. Awesome. Awesome. This was really, really good. This might have been my very favorite Amazon conversation I've ever had. You really, really know what you're talking about, Danny. So um, I, I appreciate you joining me so early your time as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Danny, talk to me. Uh, this is the question I have to ask everybody who comes on here. What is your secret to scaling? My secret to scaling. So, I mean, you want me to talk more from like uh, the, the my agency side or secret to scaling on Amazon side? Because there's a different answer. Well, let's let's talk about your secret to scaling on on. No, I'd like to hear the agency side. You tell me what your secret to scaling on the agency side is. Yeah, so on the agency side, it is people and systems, right? So an agency is uh, the way you scale an agency is just by essentially hiring more of the same functions and then hiring you know managers for each one of those functions and it doesn't also work without the right kind of systems and each system at different stages of growth will break and you'll have to replace it with a new system so um oh I mean, man we been... have been there <laughs> <laughs> yes and it, it will it will never stop it will never stop there but uh the real secret to scaling agency is really, really digging deep and identifying like what are the core systems that you need to figure out, making sure that those are built for scale in a way that will scale, not just for the next two months, but for the next two to five years, hopefully. And then yeah. what is the best team structure that it can build around that and then build for the future, right? Think about one year from now, what is my team going to have to look like? And don't just put someone into that next role that you need. I'm going to I need someone in marketing and I need someone in doing this. So I'm going to get a Frankenstein role of someone who's half good at marketing and half good at this other thing. Cause that's going to shoot yourself in the foot going forward. You need to think yeah. like, okay, so one year from now, I'm going to need to hire a, uh, you know, a marketing manager at a higher level position. So I want to have maybe a lower level marketer in there now who just specializes only in marketing. So this is going to fit my scaling structure going forward. And uh, if you really lay out the pieces like that, that's really the secret to scaling an agency because uh, myself in the past or many people I know have just, they're looking for the short-term Band-Aid and then they end yeah. up with a Frankenstein team who is just like, hey, I just needed someone in this position. And once your agency scales, that person is just not going to be the right person for that, for that role in the future, right? Yeah, yeah, that's great. That is a really, really good answer. 
Uh, Danny, tell me, where can people find out more about you? Yeah, so um, if you want to find more about the Amazon stuff there, then KenjiROI.com, K-E-N-J-I-R-O-I.com is all of the Amazon stuff that we do there. Or just reach out to me on social media. I am Danny Carlson on Instagram or, or Facebook is where you can reach out to me personally. Awesome. That's great. And where did the name come from, Kenji ROI? It's actually my middle name. So um, honestly, I really didn't expect to grow it into like a a full scale agency like it is now. Um, I just uh, chose, I was sitting there and like, okay, I got to register my company. So like, uh, yeah, what should I come up with? And I came up and then like two minutes or less, Kenji ROI, sure, that works. And uh, and there it is. That's awesome. Well, Danny, thanks so much for your time today. Uh, You know, great as always to get to connect with you. And I think people are going to get a lot out of this one. Awesome. Thanks for having me on, Jordan. It was a pleasure. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.